back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. 120 years ago. 120 years ago. 120 years ago. You're gonna be okay, kid. Oh yo, oh yo, listen. What's up? I'm Frank. This is Tom. And this is the Frank and Tom Show. Hello. Hey everybody! Hello everybody! <laughs> April, <laughs> April 4th. God, here I am knocking stuff over before I'm even starting. It's April 4th, 2021. Thank you guys. Episode 28. This is episode 28. We made it to 28. It may yeah. be a premature thank you though. Like I shouldn't just start off with a thank you. You could start off with you're welcome. You're welcome for joining us today. (laughs) That's not not how it works. Thank you for joining us. We're very appreciative. Thank you for joining us. I hope uh, hope you guys are ready to tackle next week. I'm ready to get after it. It's Sunday evening afternoon. I dealt with a three-year-old's birthday on Saturday. There you go. Went did Easter festivities today. Mm -hmm. Feel like Superman. Oh, yeah. Super dad, dude. Oh, yeah. I need a, a hat. That's dad. I need Super a hat. Super dad. Look at me, dad. Yeah. With That'd a be cape. tight. With a cape. Nah, it, it ain't all peaches and oh, cream. Oh, yeah. I went to a, had a little Easter gathering with my family yesterday. My, uh, you know, my parent, my mom, my dad and his wife and my sister. Oh, nice. We're family. What a fun time. Yeah. What a blessing, Tom. It was good. It's good to have family. A bunch of people showed up for Frankie's party, so that was That's cool. good. He's only three. It's nice people are starting to get together. Yeah. The weather's nice. getting nice. It's getting warm out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It is good. So today we have uh, Mr. Nathan Rogers back in the studio today. Woo! Nathan Rogers came through, you know? We, we wanted to Please have him back in. Just, hold uh, your applause till the end. We're just, we're just, he's just going to be here hanging out with us today. Yeah, he's not going to say anything. He's allowed to say a, a total of 12 What words. did the lawyer say? It was 12. Yeah. That's, I didn't mean to say anything, so but I think that? it was 12. What did he say? I think he said four or five yeah. already. And they so. were weird-ass words. Yeah, it was like got, ham, yeah. goat, uh, aborigine. Yeah. Very Sand, sandbox. What the fuck? Who put those words together? Oh, I'm, not, I'm like, we can't ask him. He's, he he's he gonna, doesn't even know. Yeah. yeah he's going to be yeah. like, he's going to answer back like porcupine. <laughs> It's a very strange situation we have here. We're we're joking. How's it going? How's it going, Nate? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing good, good. dude. We're very good. I already know how you're doing because we've been chilling for the past half an hour. But uh, yeah, feels good to be back. Yeah, you're you're There's you're literally eight miles right away from your microphone, Sorry about fourteen that. feet from the mic. Yeah, it doesn't work from across the room. It's really nice. <laughs> we were just talking about how far you're supposed to be away from the microphone. There it is. Literally touch Nate, it with your mouth. you've used a microphone once or twice before. You literally yeah. touch the phone with your mouth. You could touch it. Okay, I just... Mm-hmm, so you yeah. could hear what's in... You, you could hear what I ate last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's gross. You ate some vegetables? It's, yeah, you can guarantee that. I like vegetables, I'm a vegetarian. Dude. I dude. like vegetables. You know what? I'm not I'm afraid to say it, dude. Yeah, well, it's good to How like about vegetables. you, Nate? You like vegetables? I don't think... Nobody likes vegetables. You don't think anybody likes vegetables? Oh, that's un- I that's think just, that everybody so likes true, vegetables. <laughs> you know what? I I had this uh, this coworker this one time, dude, and he only ate meat and cheese. No, he didn't eat vegetables, dude. And yeah. I used to, we used to always give him a hard time, like, dude, you're not gonna, dude, you need to have more nutrients in your body. He ate you know? off the 1950s pyramid. I like to eat so a tomato, a block of cheese, no, and a he loaf just, of bread. He didn't like the taste and, of and a fish. I mean, that, that you know, that's what happens when uh, when you're raised to be allowed to eat like that. I guess you know. Yeah. When you're just you like given bulled bud budug packaged meat. <laughs> yeah, like when you're a kid, sometimes you realize like you think that like, your kids tight. are forcing you to eat, your parents are forcing you to eat something that you might not like, but. And then as an adult, you're like, it's just something you totally like, and you're always eating it, and you're like, well, that's why they forced me to eat it, because it really was good, you know? It was actually good. And you're a kid just trying to fight it. Decent And then one day you, like, one day you just realize it's, it actually is good, you know? Dude, I think Frankie eats like a fucking little king. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. He's vegetarian. He loves his veggies. (laughs) Easy for me to say. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. 
So we're going to call up uh, Jesse Ward a little bit. Jesse in a Ward. Bit. We're going to have gonna him on, on the show, yeah. too. And we're planning on doing a little Infinite Vision reunion. Well, for, no. No, you guys. Reunion. Yeah, huh, no, because we not. got yeah we got a live orchestra no. and Metallica. <laughs> that Metallica's gonna, coming Metallica's in? Metallica's actually going to do Metallica's the backpack. Metallica's coming in. They learned backpack rapper. Wow. Num- number two and three seven. Oh, you know what? I like that track. <laughs> That's a good one. And uh, that was actually one of our hits, dude. Um, that was uh, made it to number one on the charts. It was a chart. Just kidding! It didn't make it to any charts. It was like a, a graph that one of you guys made on yeah, construction yeah. paper. Yeah. We were like, "If it's a vision, we are here." No, you I know, don't want to. Like a little I, line I, that goes up. I think you guys, what you guys did was rad, and I'm I'm excited to talk about uh, just all sorts. You're of down stuff to that do comes. it. Well, yeah, I was down to do it. You know, I'm down. I remember when it came down from the top. At first, it was like a real tough one. Well, the at first the producers were kind of weighing their. You know, they're like weighing the options, like, should we do that or should it just be you two? Like, should it be? Well, you guys have been called know? the most controversial hip hop group to come out since NWA. NWA. That's bro. what I was thinking. NWA. Yeah. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. That's what I heard. And that yeah, that so. actually is not, that's not the famous Compton group. It's, it's, uh, it's, it was actually the Canadian group, which these guys were badass, but they were yeah. called not waiting at well, all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not waiting, because they didn't like to wait in line. They didn't like to wait. They were from Toronto. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. they, they would go to like amusement parks, Drake's and they would cousin. just cut in line. Drake's cousin, mm-hmm. that's how he got his lighter complexion. That's right, yeah. I, I can't elaborate how I know this stuff. but It's uh, just one of those things that sometimes— Anyways, NWA hey. leads to Infinite Vision, leads to— uh, a Beastie Boys tribute album that got buried. They died, so you can't really. Uh, <laughs> very, very you can't. Re- you know, we can't you, verify any of what Frank said is true. But I know for end, a fact that but, uh, Magic uh, Mystic Mike, before he passed away, <laughs> Magic Mystic Mike <laughs> from the right. Beastie Guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Beastie Guys. Well, not the. Oh, that's the Beastie Boys knockoff group. Yeah, not, not the Beastie yeah. Boys. It was Magic Mystic Mike from the Beastie Guys and the tribute album for the Infinite Vision. You know, if you're underground, you know it's, what I'm talking about. It's it like, starts to get kind of kind of complicated. It's I, a little deep. Well, go Actually, to Rhymesayer's website and you'll know you. what I'm talking about. Okay? Because <laughs> do you need to do your underground hip-hop research? God damn it. You can learn... You cannot learn about Infinite Vision on Rhyme Sayers. <laughs> Bullshit. All you need to do is scroll backwards. Just because they haven't been around in a while, just scroll backwards. I promise you. Go to rhymesayers.com and then scroll backwards for as long oh. as you can. Is that like when you would play the records backwards and you hear like... You gotta scroll. Your evil things. Way down. Oh my god. Do you remember, dude? Have you ever done that? Do you remember? No. Um, I, did, I never did it. <laughs> I never did that. Which know. one was it? Is it like Led Zeppelin? Do you know what we're referring to, Nate? Is that real, you think? Oh, the one that you play backwards or something? Or yeah. was that... Uh, was that Pink Floyd? I don't know. Uh, for some reason... Led John Zeppelin. Mayer. Led Zeppelin. John Mayer. Done. Uh, Satan. That's what it was. Next subject. What you're talking about. Okay, we we're moving clean. on. We're moving on through. You know? Easter and Sunday. we're rapidly moving forward. It's a good one. Frankie got to do an Easter egg hunt and collect jelly beans. Oh, that's cool. My my boy Wyatt got some jelly beans too, Dope. among a it's few other things. Classic, he shared you know, some of the Easter egg I stuff. Felt nice. it felt that's nice, really good. Know? I had some jelly beans. And it's nice when they share, right? Yeah. It was, it was cool. Everybody keeps telling me that it's not a phase and he's always going to be just like, shut up. Get away from me. I'm not buying it. Oh. I'm buying a Velcro vest and I'm strapping him to my chest it's a it's a carrying him around life. stater brothers yeah he'll, he's gonna stay that size forever not if i strap him to my body uh-uh. kids love that yeah it, you know it's before you know it he's gonna be as big as wyatt so cherish the moment don't tell me that i know people used to say that to me don't tell me that i don't want to hear people it people used to say it to me i'm sipping on my mezcal me? rita did we didn't talk about mezcal on the on the on the tom, frank and tom show is that show. what you are you talking about your mojito yeah well, no, it's mezcal, but <laughs> mojitos, rum, and stuff. I don't know what that is. We didn't all. talk about that on the show, I'm not right? Not a bartender, Frank. It's that I just talked to my wife so much. She was just like, "No, you talked about mezcal." On the show. That's like the. Um, but I was telling absinthe, her about it, right? Well, I, no, I, I, I say that like that because it, it's a, it's a rarity like that. It's like you can get it in small batches, so it makes it a little bit more important. But it's actually the cousin of tequila, a very smoky drink. Um, 
mezcal. Yeah, but but also it makes you hallucinate. Plant? So so you actually are, are, you can see through like yeah you're you doing see, you could see something you're else. The, you're you're hallucinating right now. You're going places. You're drinking a hallucinogen. You're going places. Hey, Frankie, I am. Let me get a sip of that. No. <laughs> you want to try mezcal? <laughs> try it. It's just smoky. It's just delicious. It tastes smoky. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever do, tasty? I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put the devil to your lips. Oh, I haven't though. had a. I haven't had a sip in two and a half years, Delicious. my friend. Two and a half years, brother. Mm. Delicious. It's a, they do it in small batches. Prepare it a little bit. Take a little bit of care with it. A little bit That's different good. than um, tequila out of the agave plant. Yeah, and you know if you don't, if you don't, they say if you don't uh, extract it correctly, then it's poisonous, and you can actually. And they, I also heard that, like sometimes with cheap tequila, you might get more of a hangover because there could be more, uh, like higher traces of whatever is poisonous inside that agave plant inside the uh, tequila. Dude, so right towards the end, they dig it up. That's just what I heard. They throw chicken in there. They'll just throw a chicken in there. Oh yeah, the chicken runs around and kind of pecks at it and dies. Yeah, that's kind of roasts. Yep, and that's what sterilizes it. Crazy, right? I hope people don't take what we say is real. I hope I hope if they're the to the fourteen Mexicans listening, I love you. Do you think there's fourteen Mexicans that listen? I hope. I hope, Tom. We love you all. We the the podcast. I believe it or not, and I've traveled all throughout the place. People know me down there, bro. With you've my been, pesos, oh, you've been I down there, their Jalisco. pesos, Jalisco. They know me, Jalisco. They know me down there, Jalisco. No, Zacatecas. no listens. No listens. Zacatecas. Sure. Sinaloa. Chachalites. Tejuana. Tejuana. It's a nada. It's a nada way. Mucho gusto, me amo Pancho. I got mad love for Mexico. I love Mexico. I love me some Mexico. Yeah, you're not allowed to. All the Mexican people. They like the they, they like people. a good joke though, and they like a good fist fight. Oh, well, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes after we'll, this podcast. We'll, we'll, bro. I heard they're coming after you in the streets. <laughs> I heard they were coming after you. Yeah, they they were down the street. They were staying at one of your houses. They yeah. were getting pissed. You know, what I've noticed is your that collective house. collectively people don't fuck with the Irish guy. They're just. I, I think Connor did that. I I really think he helped. Because I've even noticed in like ghetto gas stations now when I'm wearing my little Irish cap, people are just like, they'll give you a nod of respect. They're just like, what's up, bro? Like, fuck, man. It was all, it was all like, the uh, indentured servants. They know. They're like, dude, that guy's got a little, he'll, he'll, he'll fucking go nuts for sure. You can see. So that, you know, it's the old I Celtic mean, thing. The, there's some psychotic in the eyes. Pick too. up a stone, throw it. My brother sent me this hilarious thing. It was like stacking stones. I'm obsessed with stacking stones since I moved into my house. You know, I like built You're all these little. Oh, like, I have some. Stack if you want, I have some stones. extra stones in my house. You if can you didn't know, I do tile and marble. Yeah, exactly. Stack I stack stones. House. Really? Oh, you got some out of your hillside, huh? Yeah. Do you need some? Shit, dude. I always need stones, man. Because oh, I do actually. I have a bunch, and I don't know what to do I with do them. Buckets of them all the time. Because I grabbed a bunch of them. Making pathways. I cleaned them up and, and at my house, you know. And if you want to, if you want, if you need them, you can have them. It's just. Because I was honestly thinking about digging a big hole somewhere in the woods and just throwing them in oh, there. Damn it. No power. Completely off the beaten path. No plumbing. No walls. The great outdoors. Sleep on the ground under the stars. Wake up refreshed. Mountain air. Vacation rentals. While on vacation in the woods, you may encounter a bear, a deer, a badger, a moose, an angry goose, a family of hostile beavers, platypi, raccoons, Africanized honeybees, rattlesnakes, coyotes, don't forget mountain lions, $400 a night. We are not responsible for anything that happens to you out there in the woods at all. Good luck. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's a lot of work, Tom. Well, I don't know what to do with the rocks. You got dude. a lot of fucking stamina, bro. Damn, you must lay it down, homie. I was putting down. I was uh, I was busting some raps this morning. Really? Yeah, on the microphone. Dude, I was making beats. I I did a little rap song this morning. It wasn't actually. It's more of a country or something. Not country though. I shouldn't say that. I hate labels. You know, I hate labeling with that music stuff. I was thinking we could make. You know, we should get. We should find some time to get in there, man. I mean, you are you do make. Let's music. call Jesse. You do make music, but not. I mean, I I've been kind I of got on a ton hiatus. Of it. I got a ton of it. It's ready. It's ready to go. Frank will come in here and spit some flows right now, dude. He's always ready to come in the studio. Little Franks. 
Two more Franks. Yeah, let's do it. Let's call him up. Yeah. I'm going to hit him up. In the meantime, I hope all you guys had a really good uh, weekend, man. I hope everything came together. Wait, wait. I can almost hear him. Every time I've noticed that I think I can hear Frankie, I listen back to the podcast itself, and I can't. It's weird. It's ringing. Hey, dude. It's ringing, bro. He's going to answer. He's going to answer. Dude. He's, gonna, he's about to answer. Oh my God. Do you think he'll answer? I don't know. What do we say what if he does? What if he doesn't? What if he... Uh, what if he Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Should we leave a message? Uh, we'll, we'll get him... Uh, he, he must... Uh, we should leave a message from the Frank and Tom show. <laughs> Damn. I shouldn't have hung up. We lost our, our maybe, uh, maybe I guess I guess he'll just call us when he's ready to be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess he just calls us then now. It's a good thing that was fucking worked out all smooth. <laughs> so it's a... Uh, yeah, I guess it goes without saying yeah, you guys Jesse aren't just, a group anymore. Hey, Jesse Ward, you know, he, <laughs> no, we're lucky to, to even get some of his time, so he'll just call us when he's ready. Well, you know? a little bit of the backstory, though, Tom. When did you, you say you guys got together and formed a, the group Infinite Vision? You you had all been doing uh, individual hip hop stuff for sure. You call know, this, call this and guy. Then, um, he'll answer no, the phone. No, call we're this call, guy. no, hold Fucking. on. We're going to call Jess. He's not we'll answering. Give, we'll the give phone. him a minute. All right. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we all just, well, you know, I met Jesse in high school. Like, freshman year, high school, I met him. And then we, uh, at some point, started rapping together. Well, he was always in the scene, we like, too, right? 16 or, I was, like, 17, maybe. Okay. We, uh, we did a little rapping together in high school, just for fun. Like, freestyles at parties and shit, or? Something, kind of. So I'm really that good at freestyle. Like sometimes people would just laugh at me, you know. <laughs> I wrote more stuff than, but I would still do it, because because I felt like I was supposed to or something. I don't know, or I liked to. I always make jest of that, but it's like one of the funniest memories I have is me and Albright when we very first started. We went to the village and we would just play to people. We would just fucking walk up to them and be like, "Hey, you want to hear a song?" You know and. It did, like didn't work out a lot of the times, you know. Like I, I like, uh, st- I'm still not a very good singer, but I'm definitely not good enough to just go fucking acapella to somebody. Like I'm here, it is, you know. I'm gonna fucking lay it down, you know. Like I'm here, gonna, I am. Here I am. I'm gonna blow your mind right now, you know. So you're not really. So you're saying you're not. And, uh, you're not American Idol material. <laughs> I you walk don't. in there in front of Simon. I certainly don't think so. And uh, uh, American Idol didn't think so. So. There's that. You went there, didn't you? Yeah, fuck yeah. Did dude. you? I tried you out did. for American Down Idol. Down in San Diego, you right? You show up like you're God's gift, yeah. you know, like trying too hard. Well, okay, no. If you have a good voice, you Let's know hear that. Yeah. So what happened when, I want to hear the story of oh. when you tried out for American Idol. Well, first I want to say the thing, finish the thing in the village, which was very funny. That oh, got yeah, me yeah, accustomed yeah. to it. Because just like it. you're saying, people used to laugh at you if you were like, doing it. But I'll, I'll never forget it. So I start fucking, yeah. me, me, me and Albright start playing, right? Uh-huh. But we were just practicing. And uh, this fucking guy, dude, he didn't, like, he, he, he comes into the underground and he sees us and we were just playing. And I thought it was going to be all good and fun and and maybe he was possibly even enjoying it, you know? But he made a point to, like, literally walk, like, 70 feet, dude, and, like, get real close to us and just be like, you fucking suck. Like, mean. <laughs> You know, and we were just like, God, yeah. dude, like, it was like before Facebook, so people could just, <laughs> yeah, so, so like the one dude with balls would, would actually do that still. <laughs> you were just oh sitting God. there trying to, you were just playing in public? Yeah, dude, play we, honestly, music? we were just trying to, to capture a good vibe, and maybe, you know, being young and stuff, you realize, you know, a lot of times people are just relaxing. Yeah, and it's like, you're just trying to put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, step out of your comfort yeah. zone. And, I, you know, I get that, you know, later on in life, like, okay, maybe some people don't want to hear terrible music all the time you know but yeah i fucking wanted to provide them with it anyways but Sometimes. american idol <laughs> now american idol you did get better though you got was, better. we were at a point where it was like you know uh maybe frankie can fucking sing for american idol you know a couple people blowing smoke up my ass uh <laughs> telling me you that i could voice sing, of an angel telling me i could sing and uh, no, you know what it is. I think the very important thing is, uh, 
and you hear these judges say it all the time and you hear it if you watch these shows it's about like the, that was absolutely atrocious. Well, yeah, but they'll observe somebody, but they'll be like, you need to, you know, mature in your voice. Or they'll be like, you need to mature in this aspect or here and there, you know. And, like, uh, I think when it comes to a show like that and, and like, selling yourself out is that you need to uh, have your avenue prepared, too, though. You know, like, those guys are really avenue-specific. And I didn't – I just came in there belting Billy Idol, but my backup song was Incubus, you know. It didn't really make sense. <laughs> You know, was it whatever? Was it yeah. Rebel, Rebel Yell? Uh, probably at that time. We're I think Rebel it was, Yell. I, we were covering it with my punk rock band, and and it, you know people fucking loved it down in Hollywood. So I was like, sweet yeah. dude, it's I'll like, just you're like if Hollywood likes it, yeah. It's like fuck it, I'll just do it here. You like, know, isn't but this I saw you doing Rebel Yell, and then I tried to do it at karaoke, and I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> but I was seeing you in my head like, it like here it is, dude. I, failed miserably at karaoke though. well i'll tell you dude i failed miserably at american idol because like <laughs> so we did and it's who was like who was terrible. there when you sang was it like just some other people do you sing in front of just like some other random the people process, or is it the actual judges the process of breaking down all that is terrible we started in the stadium down in um uh, is it Qualcomm? That San they, Diego, right? Yeah. Is where you, I think so you, any, it's just a huge stadium, dude. Half the stadium, I think it was like 40,000 people. And this was like a few-day process this took. Because first they sign you all up. You get your wristband. how many people signed up in Southern it was, California? It was like 40,000. And that's just in that region, too. Yeah, because there was probably like an L.A. one yeah. also, right? So the whole time, <laughs> right? And people are excited, you know. You don't You're even excited. want to sing anymore by the time you get to the front of the line. Right? Like, That's I, exhausted I just for I'm waiting. doing this because I like singing, and now I have to wait in this line, and I don't even want to sing anymore. That's by huge. Time, you know? That's a big part. You for there, some people, like, it's probably uh, like yeah. that, I'll bet. I think Everyone's for, trying too hard. Yeah, know, I like, think for people that, it, that like, if I had a, it, and I think I'm going to actually try out for one of these shows soon, soon um, believe it or not. Um, but because uh, terrorists keep keeps freaking razzing me up. If you're good at waiting in to. lines, you know. So well, now that's the thing is they cut out the lines. And this is, I have a funny story about if the lines at American Idol. The front of the line, I got I got I, I got two people completely kicked out of line at American Idol. Um, I want to so, go straight to CeeLo and Christina Aguilera. So like and Blake Shelton. Let's go. But straight they'll, to the front of the line. They'll just kick you out. No. Yeah, they'll kick you out. It, it, and you like, go so straight to initially the when you when you get there, they make you sign this. Uh, I think it was it was a huge contract. It was like twenty pages or so, and you just got to sit there and sign, dude. You sign in, sign in, sign in. And basically, the idea is, is as soon as you walk between their little barriers with the the wristband on, they own you. And they're watching you. Oh, also. that's the RFID little fucking. So, but they're they they're watching you also. So yeah. you have to keep composed. You can't be a jackass. And I don't um, like the little. They're and they're judging you the whole time either. you're in there. But not only that was yeah. that. So wow. check this out. It also goes on to say because I'm an artist. Like it said, there's a section for artists, you know, and people that create their own music. They're like, if you do decide to reveal some of your own stuff if it's on our show we own that you know basically it's like we own that stuff go ahead and um so it. like uh so th that is the first part for me as a person who was actively playing gigs down in hollywood and literally had a gig the night of we were there in san diego i had to go to hollywood and play a show like freaking so um i'm i'm signed the contract we're waiting in line and uh it's it's hilarious the way this contract is built but but you can see why because the the, the process of the thing so uh, of the competition itself so like i think the literally the very first line but it's the only one that's in mega mega bold print it says no cutting in line it says if you cut in line you lose your spot in the competition you have to go home and it's just like the joke of what you guys are saying is like you have to be fucking good at waiting in line, you know. And that's literally like the first parts of the competition are literally so. I don't like waiting in line, yeah. dude. So it's so like bad it. that way that no joke. <laughs> no, I, I won't most, even go most, to Disneyland because most so people don't. There's most people. There was these. There was these ladies. They were fucking cutting in line, bro. And they they took like sixty spots, bro. I watched them. Really? And the, yeah. They're, they're, and even though they, even though it says not to yeah, do that, yeah, they were and, doing. And it. They were being total assholes, and they got kicked and, uh, out, right? They yeah. Have, so though. check it out, though. Well, you know who had to fucking call them out on it. So they get. They behind try to us. kick them out. And they start singing their heart well, out. They're Tom, like, Wait a Tom, minute. they're moving slowly. <laughs> you know, kidding. they're like they're like weaseling their way through the line. You know, 
So, <laughs> so I fucking see him. I'm over observant. I'm oh, always you're calling that guy. him out. I'm always that dude. I'm a way over observant. I'm like, I see the fight before it happens. You know, I see like the the dude that's starting the fights, and I get myself closer. Just you know, because I'm that guy. But fucking, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like, uh, so these these girls they get right behind Tara and I, and because uh, Tara tried out, tried out with me, of course. Generally, I you know I'm speaking Tara, you know, in stories, Tara's sure. gonna be right there, anyways. For sure. So they they get behind me, and you know, Tara knows the drill. She knows for sure that I'm definitely not gonna let them go just past us but they have already passed so many people they were on their way past us so she does she works her way right past us you know it's a slow grueling line and you're just like okay and you get to actually kind of sit there and i don't even want to go on the ride anymore let's just go exactly. to the bar it's really grueling there's a lot of that exactly so you get yeah. a lot of people that probably Here's just bow out because of that drink and the, and but there's a lot of like kids and parents so you they're yeah. you're in it you know yeah, anyways the sure. girls get ahead of us and it's a couple of uh, black girls, okay? That's not mm-hmm. my fault. I didn't make that happen. I'm not racist for saying that. I'm just Either a white way. guy that observed yeah. this. There were just some I girls. I apologize. That were, that were so dude. the funny thing was that, you know, and, and I'm fucking, I carry like a little bit of funny little mountain ghetto swagger from growing up in Crestline and listening to so much Tupac and stuff, yeah, you know? for sure. But I certainly knew that I wasn't going to yeah. let them scare me or intimidate me in any manner. So yeah. I said to them... I remember, no, I said it to Tara, but just loud enough for her, for, for them both to hear. I said, oh, this girl with her nappy ass head just cut in front of us. And she, she turned, heard it. she oh, turned around and hearing. flipped around like a psychotic and was, <laughs> and jumped on the race What'd thing. What'd you say about my weep? She jumped on the race thing immediately because, but, but white she kept calling me white boy. So then I just kept calling her black girl. I was like, okay, black girl, you need to fucking get out get of line because you cut, you know? So uh, she was like, she was saying I was racist because I called her hair nappy, whatever. You know, fair's fair. I wasn't being racist. I was just telling her because you were you were kind of probably annoyed a little bit. Yeah, but that's the thing is that like with that ghetto swag, I thought it would be okay that I could say nappy, but apparently nappy is racist for me to say. That's all I'm saying. So uh, (laughs) unless you're talking about the nappy roots, so it made this huge situation. We were yelling at each other. It got to the point where. All the other people in line, of course, finally around me, whether black, white, Asian, or they're Mexican. They're all like, man, you're messing up my vibes, No, man. they were all like, girls, you're way wrong. You need to go. So, uh, you know, I, I had blown my top, and I, I uh, went and got a security guard. I like a little rat, like a little rata, man. I fucking turned into a little rata a right there in the nasty. line. You're I a was pinchy so rat, right? I turned against my whole mafia you're core. You're pinchy rat. And, uh... I got him kicked out of line in American Idol. That's probably the best part of American Idol. And they still tell that story to this day. I would have made it if this white boy wouldn't have just kicked me out of line. Probably. Well, I bet one of them made it eventually. Yeah, that's actually, that's Rihanna. Yeah, because she was super upset about getting kicked out because she was pretty insisting that she was going to make it. She would have. And she just couldn't believe it. Hopefully she was able to get to the Los Angeles. There's like five different people with the contract open. Like, look, look at the first thing it says. It says, don't cut. Or you're just, you're out. It's simple. They really? There were people out there they like that, read. holding that out there? Oh, there's... Because it says oh, it right there? There's mad security. There's a lot going on. So, but there are people it's like... a big event. Because you have it a piece of paper saying, don't cut. It's yeah, because like, we went at the Paul like, Abdul why, why would you? Why would you Paula. do that? Yeah. It's like it says it right there. Yeah. It seems like you would just... Just well, it's have a very to wait, simple. Yeah, you know? it seems like a very simple just have thing. To wait. Some people yeah. don't really read. It's funny, you know. As time goes on, and I repeat the story towards the end, I'm like, man, you're kind of a little bitch, Frank. Got him kicked well, out. That was one of the times. But, but that they you, put me. That was like, one of the times you were a tattletale. Well, yeah. dude, I would have done the same thing. A total tattletale. You know? But you know, it is. But what there were so is. many people if around, and they were going to continue. Like they were going to continue to freaking just take from everyone in line unless somebody finally was like trying to punk people out. Yeah, that's it. They're like, we're going to punk these people, dude. Yeah. And they didn't care about anybody. Yeah. They didn't care about anyone. Dude. So eventually, after yeah. all this, we get into this area where we get to sing. And uh, it's just like what you said. It's very grueling. This is actually the second day. Ended up going back to Hollywood, playing a show, running into Paula Abdul. I think I actually told that little story uh, in a previous podcast. It was very yeah, strange. Paula. Was, you got to yeah. meet Paula Abdul? Yeah. And I had a freaking... And I had uh, the American Idol... Uh, wristband on uh, it was really strange we just played a show we got out of the show walked down the street and Tara goes up to this limousine joking around and was like our limo's here 
and no shit Paula Abdul got out of the limo and we were face to face we got a picture opens. we got a, like, we have been waiting for we you. have an awesome picture just tara paula and, and and i tara and i wearing our american idol wristbands oh she got out and was willing to take a picture with yeah. you guys yeah but this was you know way far away from san diego where well, that we was like pretty out. funny huh like she just walked Do up to the limo like you guys couldn't that? see if there was anybody even in it and then nope. the door just opens no. up tara was just being funny steps out yeah she was just being funny and fucking <laughs> paula cool, stepped man. out dude and we were literally nice. face to face with her and th- that was at the height of american idol so it was really nice. neat um it just turned out we had just so happened to be like right outside of some stupid fucking hoity-toity club too that yeah. they that they had were going to She's or whatever but she was very nice actually she was really cool she actually like That's put cool. her arms around both of us and like was totally cool about the pictures and uh was really encouraging too about the show she was just like oh i wish you a lot of luck and told us that the beginning parts were just really tough and so what happened um, like so we like, get back into the st- stadium literally the next weekend after this crazy ass weekend and we're but we're on a high we're like literally like on some shit like this was a sign you know like this was this is awesome and uh but we're then put back into that situation where you're literally in the stadium seating like you're watching a football game with thousands of people at that time and uh um i, I keep saying at that time because the stupid fucking pandemic stuff you know i like i gotta like reiterate like people don't realize that but hey. anyways uh so so yes so it, it takes all day we finally get called down and then um and you really can't see what's going on the whole time either that's the thing you see a lot of people go down to this tent area but you really don't see what's going on um so you see a lot of people get like passes with sombreros you see a mime get through you know you see people getting through and they're celebrating and then you see people just bummed tons of them like a fucking herd of them just leaving to the left you know like hands down, heads down so <laughs> so yeah i like watching those like when people go to try out for american idol and then miserable you like failures. watching the bad ones yeah like the miserable failures but like i already like turned my tv off i already turned it off but when it was still on i used to fucking watch that shit and like the people just just fail miserably you know? yeah and it's like I, why do i like watching people fail miserably yeah so, so we, when you finally like get that, into the know? tent though but when you do go to you get to go to hollywood yeah you know along the and lines of like the, with the contract thing <laughs> when we're going down from the stadium right we're so in the contract it said that you have to watch your p's and q's oh i didn't even mention this part this was unreal dude the stadium the the... stadium oh right you gotta just really watch your stuff yeah so so freaking we did california dreaming as a stadium standing up sitting down hands up in the air uh uh cheering uh, all these shots for these huge panorama shots they were doing for the stadium, you know? So we'd be singing a song or, and it was all for commercial work later on for the show, American Idol and stuff. And, um, but it was just like over and over again. And it's cool. Cause you're, you're like practicing and, you know, and that's stuff. How they get the Is that Jesse? Yeah. Jesse's here. All right. Jesse's so anyways, back on. let's go after all that, dude, I go down the tunnel. I fucking I go into this, this tent story, and it's and it's wrapping. Like it's wrapping it up right now. Go. I go down to the bottom of the tunnel. I sing for like fifteen seconds to these three people that you've never seen before in your life. One of these ladies, no joke, is bending down and tying her, like messing with her shoe. Yeah. And then they're just like, no reaction, like a quiet, like stern, just like no. Like they weren't even no. into it because she messed with her shoe. Just no. Well, no, I don't know. Who knows? You can't just no. They didn't touch your. They didn't eat. No, no. They didn't give me. They just didn't give me a fair shake. But like one of the judges, she wasn't even paying attention. She was just like under the table messing with her shoe. Oh, 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 oh! oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. I guess I wasn't fully paying attention. Way before that. I mean, that's why you created your own avenue, your own platform. Well, just got to do something. You have a way more powerful voice. Well, all those goddamn motherfucking. Suck on your balls, Satan. Well, not all of them, dude. There's some yeah. really good singers. Yeah, right? Or, or Ryan Seacrest. If I can have, if I can have Seacrest. If I could have Ryan Seacrest oh, take me on a date, oh, I would act like it was gay for like two seconds. <laughs> Only two for Ryan? There's. A, I would do it no, for the whole night, Nate. Um, okay. I would so, do it all the, the so, whole uh, night. If he yeah, that, that's cool. Call Jesse. I'm so sorry that no, it's all good. now he's calling us and, oh, you, you know, and Frank's talking. I forgot to, I don't think I told you. Uh, one of my coworkers at work actually went to a celebrity's house randomly and out in like the Palm Springs area 
a couple weeks ago, and it was Ellen, dude. Ellen DeGeneres, dude. Yeah, you like. I guess she bought some huge house out there that is like a mansion. That Why would my Ellen company did, Comfort Ellen and my Pumps company Pumps. did the work in, and so she called our company because we did the work in there, yeah. and uh, he went there and he didn't and uh, she was there with her wife, dude, and he said she was nice and everything. Anyway, all right, I'm gonna call Jesse. I just thought that was kind of cool that I would invite her right in for tea and Ellen's house. Ellen. I love Ellen. She's too much. I, I love Ellen. Is easily. I think one of the greatest clean comics ever, if not the greatest clean she comic. She gets a lot of uh, a lot of uh, she's positive very friendly, feedback. Like her, she's her, like her she, comedy routine, you know. But yeah, she, but she doesn't drop no foul language, bro. She'll say some foul stuff without being like, I love it. It's my favorite. She probably has like the worst mouth off stage. Yeah. F this. Oh, for F sure. That. Yeah. Uh, like me. Come you on. think she says the Don't c word? Don't be presumptive. Don't be presumptuous. Uh, Are you talking about calamari? Cocaine. Oh, cocaine. No, I don't. Whatever. Dude, okay, okay. I just rolled my eyes at myself, bro. Jesse Ward. Is that going to work? Hi, the person you're calling is using a screening service from Google and will get a copy of this conversation. Go ahead and say your name and why you're calling. Uh, This is the Frank and Tom show. This is Frank. This is Tom. And it's a show. <laughs> I've never heard anything like that before in my life. Straight up Aaron Perlman on the phone right now. Oh, bro. Hello. Kill it. Aaron will answer the phone. Jesse and Anna answer hey, the phone. Hey, we have Jesse in the studio tonight, bro. <laughs> Are you serious? He is the guest, dude. He's not answering the phone, dude. Yo, what up? Jesse. Jesse. What's good? What's up, Jesse? How's it going, man? Oh, man, it's going good, man. Just uh, chilling. Um, You want me to video call or you want me to just stay on speakerphone? It's it's fine. We can just do it like this. All right, cool. So, man, it's been a while. How's everything been going? Oh, man, everything's going good, man. Uh, You know, just out here grinding and... uh, you know, working working on some new music, just just you know, same same kind of thing. Nice, still putting some music together, huh? Putting new music. Yes, out. sir. Nice. Are you still uh, doing it under Sig Seven? Uh, yeah, Significant Seven. Yeah, I still got a, uh, I still still like uh, get paid under that name. You know, like with uh, with small distribution company I'm under. Dope man, dope. This is Frank Jesse. Good to have you on, man. Good to talk to you, bro. Great to talk to you, Frank. I really enjoy your guys' show, man. Your show is awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. We're glad you listen. I was uh, talking to Tom about a little bit of the history, and it's dope, too, just to have uh, the three of you guys all in here together. We got Nate in the studio. Um, Oh, So you guys, you know, being infinite vision. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we got got us uh, all back in here, man. You know, uh, it's been a long time. Oh man, it's it's been a while, man, since we uh since we created anything uh together. But you know, we always had fun and all the shows that we did, and you know, the studio sessions, and you know, creating music, and that's always fun. So we always kept it lit. We always kept it savage, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. I guess it's been a few years since you moved up to uh Northern California, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how's everything been going up there? You like it up there? Uh, yeah, it's cool, man. Um, you know, I just moved in um with my friend uh uh Tyler and he's got a uh Tyler Shardy. He's got got a place over in uh uh uptown Cross Valley and you know, like we're just kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he got a uh PS four and you know, we're just kicking it and playing some NBA two K and some Mortal Kombat 11 and just just hanging out. Just playing some video games, huh? Yeah, a little bit of video games, man. A little bit of work and you know, just just hustling and grinding, man, and just just trying to stay on my feet and you know, just just uh, just doing well, man. Like life's been going really good right now. Nice, dude. Yeah. Good to hear it. Good to hear it, man. You've been working through all this, uh, all everything going on, all this pandemic well, stuff. With the pandemic, yeah, yeah, I've been working a little bit here and there. Uh, I had a I had a full time job for 
uh, 13 months for uh, a cleaning company and we were commercial cleaners. So we would go in and like clean, you know what I'm saying? Like all the banks, um, you know what I mean? Like all the biggest like country clubs, like whatever it was. And we get off at like three, four in the morning, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, my, my checks were fat. It was pretty cool. It was like, uh, I was doing a lot of overtime. So when I went to pick up my checks, man, the owner of the company was like, yo, your, your paychecks as big as like, it's the biggest in the company, like 44 employees. And my paycheck was always the biggest one. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that must've been a change for you because you spent most of your life just out there making money off of, uh, like oh, yeah. music sales and everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, like off uh, CD sales and, you know, just, just being out in the streets and, you know, hustling out in Los Angeles and San Bernardino and, you know, like Arrowhead or wherever I was, you know what I mean? And where I was trying to push CDs and, like, and uh, that was always fun. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Jesse, Jesse Ward, you know, uh, you grew up here in Lake Arrowhead, right, Jesse? I did, yeah. I grew up in like Arrowhead. The first 18 years of my life was up there. Fuck yeah. And then uh, when I turned 18, I, I really wanted to move because um, I had a lot of family in the Burbank area, which is Los Angeles. And, you know, I moved out there when I when I turned 18. And then I got, I got some jobs and stuff. I was working like AMC movie theater and just, you know what I mean? Just regular jobs and that's where I was living for 12 years. So I lived in LA for 12 years, but I grew up in like early. Yeah. What did you, I, I, I would say that, that like hand in hand with, uh, with, you know, break beats, fucking turntables and, uh, you know, like the culture itself. I think the hustling alongside the type of, of, of grinding that you were, you were, uh, allowed yourself to do as far as slanging CDs, um, I know for a fact that I could tell you right now, Tom D has always vouched for your hustle as far as you were willing to sell your music and go out there and put your, your neck out there. Um, like what, what got you started on that with that grind mode? You know, was it just the lyrics and just living the hip hop lifestyle itself? I mean, I think, uh, I think it really goes with underground hip hop, but like what really got you in that mode, Jesse? That's a good question, Frankie. Um, yeah, the, the thing that really got me into it, uh, as, as I grew up as a kid, uh, my cousin, my cousin IQ, Tom D knows him, and Nate Space knows him, like, yeah, he's, he's you might have met him too, I'm not sure, but uh, he, he influenced me a lot and showed me how to write, and, you know, so I got into it that way, and then, you know, we started, we started making songs, like a few songs here and there, and we we found some people that rapped like, you know, Tom D and Nate Space and, um, you know, they, they know Ironic and Insanity. Um, they know like Bradley, Bradley and all those guys. So we found like a lot of guys around the SoCal area that flowed. And then uh, our idea was just to start like a underground record label and try to get everybody together on, on an album and try to put like a compilation album out. So we put an album out called Underground Revolution and the first album we we put together had like you know a lot of people on it and it was more like a compilation cd and then we yeah. sold that in the streets to start it off you sold a lot of copies of that you were just pressing them in your house right like you were just putting like yeah. pressing like sticker labels on the cds and that, that's right yeah stuff. yeah you came through Tom. like back when i lived in uh burbank you you were coming through and you know what I mean? Um, you've been living with me out there for a little while, and right. yeah, we're we're definitely definitely pressing up our own CDs at first, yeah, before we ever had anything manufactured through a company. Yeah. What would you? Uh, so you you decided you wanted to get out there and just start selling them in the street. You figured that's yeah. that's the way you could. Uh, and like concerts and stuff, like you know, like like when uh, Cypress Hill would throw like a big show over in San Bernardino. You know, like Cypress Hill Smoke Out. Like we wanted to have like a stack of CDs. You know what I'm saying? And get out there and be like, "Yo, we got CDs on sale. You know, we got CDs on deck. Like, you like the fans are out there. So like, we wanted to just bring it to the fans and say, "Hey, we got some underground music that you might like. And you know, we'll part part with it, part with it for ten bucks. And you know, hopefully you'll enjoy it. And you know, our emails on there, whatever, and phone number, and you could get back to us. Let us know what you think. And that was really the start of it. Do you have any crazy, uh, what, what, uh, 
Is there any crazy stories you can remember of any times out like there, like Rocha. selling CDs in the in the in the streets of LA, what, or like what, you know, what, what they say, El Rocha? What was that? I don't know. I was just talking about this joint. Oh, nice. That's what's up, yo. I'm drinking a uh, I'm drinking a cup of Fireball right now, my man. Oh, nice. I was just saying I was having a cup of mezcal myself. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, dude. All right, so, yeah, I mean, uh, there's some stories, man. Um, Tom, to get back to your question, there there is some stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we're out there selling and, and hustling in the streets, like, just meeting people um, that we looked up to, meeting people that we listened to our whole lives, you know what I mean? And and being out there in the, in the mix. Well, yeah, I'll open for Andre Nicotina in some underground artists uh, yes, in the industry you and you've, uh, you've got to know you some people, people out there over the years. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, that was the coolest thing about selling CDs. Like when you ask me, like, you know what I mean? Like when we get out there, like in the streets and who we meet, you know, because I came, I became pretty good friends like Tom Dino's uh, and Nate does too. Um, I became pretty good friends with uh, Percy P. And that was just like, that was kind of unbelievable to me. Like, uh, to be friends with some guy I listened to, you know, my whole life and somebody I really looked up to as an MC and then him hanging out with me and asking me to come swoop him up so we could go sell CDs together. I was just like, wow, this is, this is a trip, you know? Well, it seems like for sure, man, like not only your hand, your, your family, but then it's just in your blood, dude. Like you're, you're, yeah. you were meant to do this shit, Just man. to sell stuff. Yeah. And then Tom, Tom D especially, you know, influenced me um, on a positive tip. You know, he, he really wanted me to get, like, that was the whole basis of Infinite Vision was bringing a positive hip-hop to the streets. And that, yeah, Nate Space did it really well, and Tom D did it really well. And, and I tried to do it really well, too. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's what Infinite Vision really stood for, was, like, bringing something positive to the streets. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize I I had influenced you in that way, but I, I think we all influenced each other back then. You know, we all we would always. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys both influenced me quite a bit. I think it's inevitable when you hear Tom rap. You you're like, well, fuck. I guess I could say some positive stuff. <laughs> you think? <laughs> like, well, I, that's what ended up happening to me. You know, it's like I heard so many of your songs, and I was like, man, like. It's not only possible, is it but too it's, much or it's like, good. Am I am I no, positive? It's up, like, it's like, well, no, there's not only that, but does it the seem under- like I'm trying to be Mr. Positive or something? I mean, I think, but I and I definitely we need to dive, <laughs> we need to dive into the Infinite Vision stuff. But I want to, um, I think what it is is that it, it's an underground element. Is that you're able to skate around? So you'll 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 be skating around. You'll definitely bring up serious uh, fucking subjects. 
dude, I mean, some of the stuff that you guys were all talking about, this is the funny shit, too, is, you know, when we, when, for us, we see some of the shit that people are calling, like, this fresh information or something. This is shit you guys oh. were rapping about fucking 10 years ago. <laughs> I know, right? Things you guys were, were rapping right about now. this stuff 10 years ago. Things are happening right you know, now. Like, yeah. yeah so, crazy, so uh, that's, yeah. A, that's the other thing, too, you know? It's like, that's, what's um, cool. that's what's cool about it, I think. Um, you know, like, we're kind of... We're kind of just out there doing some amazing things and getting together and we'd always get in the studio and we'd make all these songs and then like we were doing all these shows and we were kicking it all the time and it was like we should have had an album out and I'm not sure what happened like I'm not sure why the album never dropped because we definitely had fun doing it. Yeah, we had like an entire album that was all mastered and everything. Yeah, yeah, we did have an album. We, I mean, we did have enough to make a full album. I mean, like I remember, I used to. We have videos. We did have videos, and that that part was cool too. That Tom D filmed all the filmed and directed. You know, him and Andrew got together, and they really got got their heads together, and they directed some good videos. I thought too, like some of the best music videos that I've ever been a part of was the ones that Tom D did. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks, man. That was fun, dude. Yeah. I love that. I was just talking about, uh, you know, like the, what, because it was like, the, it was an yeah. epic journey, the backpack rapper, like, video. I like that one. That was the one I'm talking about. Like, that was my favorite one. Like, the, the first, the first like, one was my favorite one. I thought that one was so cool, man. A lot, a lot went into guys, that guys, video. Was it the one where you started up, like, Jesse's cruising in down the street in we Top started Town? started in Crestline. Was we, it Jesse we, that was cruising down the street in Top it Town? Was, it was, no, it was, uh, it was Andrew, but it was my car. It was Drew. It was Drew, and it was you guys in the car, somebody with a boom box. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it I could just pull this vision. shit on, up online. Well, but... Yeah, the person that was... That, <laughs> that was, that was Nate with the boom box. He actually had a signature sticker on, the, on yeah. the back of it. But I just... I, I, I like the whole concept anyways. You guys end up down in the city on the fucking bus and all that shit. All the whole shit, you know? You know, that video was a lot of work. It, uh, Fuck yeah. I, it was like... A, the whole thing oh, yeah. was like 25 minutes long, I think. I and, think it uh, took like... It took a lot a of hours week. to edit, man. Dude, I just... It took a lot of... I think it took like... Uh, that was at least one. Week. I think each. I think it was like over I don't know, forty. I don't know if you guys remember, time. but like we stayed, we stayed over at Thomas's house that night, and we all woke up around like four or five in the morning, dude. And everybody was drinking coffee, and I remember getting in, getting in this car, and like Tom D and and Tom D had it all planned out. He had it all mapped out. He knew what he was gonna do. And and me and Nate and we just followed it, man. And yeah, I thought really, I thought it turned out so good. Yeah, there were some actually. stressful moments, dude. Definitely, there were some stressful yeah. moments when we were filming, <laughs> like, man. Trying to get, you know, we were there still, was. we were also winging it. We were also winging it too, you know. It's like. We had the idea, you yeah. know, but we had the idea of what we were going to do, but yeah. it's not like we had it like some scripts. All of a sudden you roll you know? up in the bus station. There's some like OGs over there. You're like, uh, are we really going to film right now? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Well, we Frankie, I was like, wow, this these guys cool. go without a permit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. A, I thought it was a very artistic piece too because I love the way it went from black and white to color. And then in, in between like certain parts and it had color in it. Also, so it was really cool. Like, I don't know, man. Just the artistic standpoint of that video was dope. I thought. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, I thought I thought it was it hey, yo. Pretty, pretty good. Hey, Jesse, love it or hate Jesse. it, you guys were doing it. I loved it. I was like all about. I just I'm Jesse all Ward. about just uh, you know the yo, what up, aspect. Mate? So, oh sorry, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Sure. Thank you, Frankie. Thank you. What yeah. up, bro? Jesse course, Ward. I just went to visit DJ Tolja. Oh man, he's been sending me singles, man. Yeah, I guess he uh he did like four or five new singles, man. I I listened to him today actually, he did and uh, and I commented on them. Yeah, they're pretty dope. I was there he's got when good he beats. Did I was there when he did them, dude. You gotta like, so, I want to play them. That's but cool, man. Yeah, well, DJ told you we'll, we'll plan it at another time. That's cool. Yeah, he's, Big ups to he's getting, he's getting geared up for a whole new album, I guess. Like it's Aaron good Brown, another mountain boy, dude. Yeah. DJ so, uh, told you. Dog. Hey, yeah, Nate, Jesse. So, but Sneak but uh, anyway, man. Like, I don't know, man. We just wanted to hit hit you up and talk about how how everything came to be and how you got into yeah. the music industry. That was, that was the coolest. Um, the coolest. The coolest thing was like, hey. um, you know, all those shows that we did, and you know, rocking with AWOL One, and you know, rocking with Two Max, and 
you know what I mean? And and doing all those live shows, man, and rocking with circus, dude. Like, and we did some stuff with Ugly Duckling too, which was really cool because they were like Dizzy was cool, as well, dude. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's true. We did the Ugly Duckling show. Yeah. Got a better speech. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so that was really uh, cool. I can't. We started. We you. I remember we used to always hang out together in L.A. Oh, yeah. Every and, day. Uh, I mean, we always kick it in. And then uh, at some me and my point, girlfriend, we, me and my ex girlfriend would always come over and we'd yeah. rock out from L.A. and like shit. We spend like a week just chilling, man, all the time. At some point, we started. We made a couple songs together, and then Nate was always hanging out. And then at some point, we just. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. We just ended up. And we just kind of put it together. We're like. Yo, we got Nate here. He raps. He writes. He's dope. It kind of reminds my friend, um, my friend Blaine Barnett. One of my friends, uh, he he always mentions that when I play Nate's, you know, your stuff, Tom, in the car, and Nate's stuff in the car, and like whenever I play something from from the crew or something from my friends or whatever, my my friend Blaine always says that uh, Nate's bass reminds him of uh, a. Aquinta, which is a really dope MC that rhymed with Andre Nicotina. He never had his own album, but he was like really, really dope. For sure. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like when people people recognize him and they're like, "Yo, like that guy reminds me of an MC I like." You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "That's my boy, bro." Like I I grew up with that kid. Big ups, yeah, for sure, dude. Big ups to the fullest, man. I, I love I love talking to you guys, man. I'm really happy to uh, to uh, be on the Frank and Tom show, man. I, I really like what you guys are doing, and uh, everything's really dope, man. I've been following the the episodes, and you know I get down on it, man. I, I fucks with it. It's good. Nice, Thanks, man. man. Thank you, dude. Uh, Thank you. Thank you to everybody for giving for us sure, a positive, positive yeah. feedback all the time, man. You know that's that's what we try to do. Just like you're, you guys are saying with the. With, you know, like, once you realize you can make a positive turn and you can uh, take a positive direction with anything, you know, it's like you don't have to have, uh, you know, that negative direction with anything. And that's what I love about a lot of your guys' hip-hop is that positive direction, like always, you know. Thank you, Frankie. Thank you. I always love that, how you guys, you know, but, you know, it's a key element. I'm sure you guys knew that, especially growing up in hip-hop and everybody having their own experiences. But you also knew that if you had to do it as a group, you had to work as a group. So you would have to feed off each other. So that was another key element too that you guys did really well. Yeah, um, I remember this one. This one time, uh, you know, we were, we threw a house party down in uh, downtown Los Angeles, and it was me and Tom Dean and Nate Space, and we threw it at my my uh, my name's Jesse, but my other cousin's name's Jesse as well, and he was a cousin of mine, and he threw a party at his house, and. We had A one one come through and DJ the whole entire house party. It was a dope ass house party, man. And A one one DJ the whole house party, and Infinite Vision performed. You know, right after, like they were like the, we were like the final act because it was our house party. So it was dope, man. Like we were rocking parties in LA. Like we were rocking house parties. You know what I'm saying? That that part was dope too. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's so I don't know if you guys, you guys remember that, right? I mean, yeah, I know yeah, you guys no, remember that, that was one. A, that was a cool house your cousin had, man. He had a that tree, was a cool a, house. He had a tree house in the backyard that was his office. That was a cool house, like a, though. I like that professionally house. Professionally built tree house, and it was like his yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had house. graffiti, too. Like, yeah. all his walls had, like, some sick graffiti on them, like, like really good pieces, you know? Yeah. I was talking that's about, LA, I was, that's I was, LA shit. That's LA shit, you know? I was always surprised about the love being shown because I, I talked about a little bit on previous episodes, but like, you know, growing up in uh, doing punk rock, and especially in, in these times, like the fucking earlier 2000s, everybody was like these bros, you know? So like in really? my in my realm yeah. there wasn't it wasn't about showing love and then when I started doing these hip hop shows down in L A and realized that people just show all this love and like it's such a yeah. different, such a different environment. I heard your hip hop too, man. Um, you know, like Tom Tom showed me a lot of your hip hop, Frankie. It was dope, and like oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's really dope, man. Like you got your own style, man, and like Tom was telling me you play all your own instruments and yeah. that's so cool, man. 
Yeah, you know, I'm always with it. I'm obsessed with it, man. And it's always a pleasure to, you know, uh, talk to another person that's, you know, obsessed with it. It's, uh, you know, the common ground that most of the guests on the Frank and Tom show have is that we're all we're all that, you know, we got that grind mode. Um, and uh, we're, we're it, all artists, too. Yeah. Like, we're all artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. we're artists. That's what's cool about about uh, about the, the the whole thing that you guys are doing is like. You love to bring up an artist. You love because you're an artist yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. Uh, it, I don't think that we're underappreciated, but I think in, in a long form way, I think people appreciate to hear from us all, you know? And I think I think people will definitely uh, appreciate hearing from you, man, like for sure, like fucking, um, uh, especially around home, you know? Like uh, a lot of people would love to check in and see what Jesse's doing. So that's tight, man. Yeah. I, I love that you're still rocking six, seven. Man, I really, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to be honest, man. Every day I miss SoCal. Every day, you know, I always want to create some new music. And, you know, I'll always be an artist. Even when, even when I'm not doing anything, man, I always want to do something creative. Yeah. I was just talking to fucking Nate about it when he came in. I was super stoked. You know, he was on, like, he was dormant, like the dormant volcano forever, but he just started dabbling again, and he just started uh, going in the studio and recording again and, and doing some That's some so stuff. cool. But I think I love, I love to hear these kids get back in the yeah. studio, man. Like, I they were always doing fun the stuff. The last song and, that and I ever recorded was, was with Significant 7. It was, it was with Jesse, with Dan. In 2016, it was called Family Tree. <laughs> that was the last one I bumped. So you waited five years. Yeah, I haven't even like been behind the mic. Oh, dude, like you know, you know what's funny, Nate? Uh, I I really haven't created any new actual hip hop. The last song that I created that ever created in the studio, uh, that was released. Like I've done some stuff that wasn't released yet, but. The stuff that was released was actually with the song that me and you and DK did together. That was a dope track, dude. We should play it, dude. That was a pretty dope track. I liked it. You look it up? That was the last song I ever did. I think that was like 2017 or something. Never mind. We'll put it up on our Frank and Tom I just got to post links. I lost my... My little thingy. I gotta get. Uh, did, did I just say yeah. that? I just said that I See, lost my little. But thing. just just because I'm not in the studio you recording new it. music, man, I'm still doing shows. Like yeah. 2019, 2020, I've done some shows that that I'm really proud of. That actually oh, turned out. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Oh yeah, I went to. I I got a little Debbie show uh out Modesto, and then we rocked in Modesto. She was so fine. I thought. And uh, it was a dope show. Like, it went really well. A lot of my friends came out for it. That's and then uh, the, the promoters promised me another show, and they said it was going to be in Las Vegas. And they threw me a flyer and all this shit. And then me and my friends all fucking get in the car, and we drive all the way to Vegas. And it turned eight hours, and it turns out Jesse, the show wasn't even set up. Oh God! Man. You gotta know better yeah. than the we get to the place, right? We get there and like they're like, we didn't even know there was supposed to be a show tonight. You gotta know I'm better like, than the floor what the percent. hell happened? Well, you would think yeah. it would be real. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody said. Well, yeah, because the first one was real. Yeah, it'd be real. Yeah, the first one was great. I don't know why the second one was not. No, that's real. too bad. Sounds well, hey, uh, hey, you know, thank you for coming on the show and everything. Frank and I always like to leave on a lighter note, right, Frank? Have you, uh, have you, did you read that story? Can I, I just want to change the topic real quick. Have you, did you see that story online? I came across it today. It was, uh, somebody actually found an old Nintendo Super Mario Brothers game in a cabinet or something somewhere that was unopened from 1986. And they sold it at an from auction life. for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. What man. the fuck? Damn. Super wow. Mario Brothers game. Just for the, wait for just for the game. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's it badass. Un, it was unopened. Well, they, that's like our that's our time. That's well, our that's, shit. That's a pretty awesome uh, yeah. find, you know. There's I like mean, some dude out there who just made a shit ton of money off of like he he created an app or something. That's, that's amazing, man. Um, you know, yeah. Nintendo games definitely go up in value. Yeah, but, you know, that they found it was unopened, so I don't know. I just figured I would share that little story. That's what's up. I was gonna Yo, say- man, thank, thank you for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate being on it. 
Definitely, definitely. Thanks for coming on, man. What were you going to say, Frank? I don't know. I'm always saying something, Tom. Mom. Hey, Frank and Tom got something to say. <laughs> Check it out. I was about to call DJ. Told you he's going to answer the phone. Well, we're about he's to gonna... we're about to wrap up the show, man. But uh, yeah, for so sure. So we can have him, maybe we can have him on a different time. Uh, yeah, dude. We'll we'll time. have him on. Oh man, watch. At you some point. Bunch of funny shit. To told you, man. Get him on, man. He's a dope MC, man. Yeah. He's one of my favorite MCs. It's kind of funny because like. Well, I was a fan of him, and, and he was one of my favorite MCs coming up, so. Yeah, well, you, you know what it is, dude. It's all about showing love, man, and all that. So thank you for being a part of the Frank and Tom Show tonight, Jesse. Um, it, it's like, uh, like I always like to say, though, before we do go out, fuck, dude, here it is, Sunday, guys. Next week's Monday. Tomorrow's Monday. Know what you got to do. Get on top of what you got to do. And uh, do what you have to do to get yourself in the mood for a better week. You know, uh, think about the things that pissed you off last week and uh, make them better for yourself this week. So for sure, definitely. And uh, thank you everybody for listening to the Frank and Tom Show. And uh, Jesse, yeah, you got any plugs? Anything else you wanna? Uh, yeah, any shout outs before we go? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, look me up on uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash significant seven or no six seven music and uh and that's pretty much it man i'm on instagram significant seven and um you know that's about it um you know i'll have some new music out soon i'm uh, definitely in the studio uh tom hit me up he said he want to create some new music with me too I'm, I'm excited about that and everything else man i appreciate you guys to yeah. the fullest thank you definitely man we'll have to do a song together thank you for coming on jess We'll, t- we'll talk to you later, man. All right, talk later. to you later, Jess. Perfect, man. Have a good night. Yo, stay up, fam. All right, late. Peace. Yeah, man, that's tight. That's dope. That's tight. Love having that dude on. No, you're oh, right. Wow. He's, you know, he's he's a good speaker for, for the radio. It's like he's ready for it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking ready to do he's this. Ready. That's well, badass. Well, thank you for coming in too, Nate. Thank Nate you for coming on the show, man. Always Nathan Rogers. Always, always he's a recurring guest. Will turn out. Reoccurring. DJ told you. I got a shout out to DJ told you. Putting shit down. Interview coming with DJ told you. So funny to listen to. We can call him right. We'll talk him. We'll talk about him on the. We can't do it. We can't do it right now though. All right. Thanks everybody. (laughs) Have a good night. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you for being a part of the show. Later, guys.